your employee handbook probably isn't working for you. While the idea behind employee handbooks is good, in practice, most of them are bad. Why? Too often, employee handbooks focus only on keeping the organization compliant in the year the handbook was written. In the modern workplace, employees are not motivated by what their employer needs to do to merely remain compliant, but rather why their work matters and how it's making an impact on the world. This is beyond the scope of even the best employee handbooks, which is why your organization needs something better, a culture guide. Today will be the first part of a two-part episode covering culture guides. The second part will air next week. We'll discuss what culture guides are, what's included in them, and how you can get started creating one for your organization. By the end, you'll be better equipped to write your own culture guide, the next step to improving the culture of your organization. Today we'll cover what's a culture guide and part one, essentials. Next week we'll cover part two, expectations, part three, every day, and how to use your culture guide. Let's dig in. A culture guide covers the compliance and procedural issues of the typical employee handbook, but it goes much deeper than that. Into the history of an organization, its vision, norms, and even how to lead the organization with grace. It can give your workforce a sense of shared purpose and belonging. It can even help new hires connect to the printer. HR pros know organizational culture doesn't cultivate itself. It needs a caretaker, you. So HR should be proactive. Take the initiative and own this document. To that end, we'll cover in depth all three parts of a culture guide, essentials, expectations, and every day. Part one, essentials. Part one covers the essentials of your organization. It can be helpful to think of part one as answering the most important and most basic questions about your organization. Your history and mission, the when and what. Your vision, the where. Core principles, the why. Ideal teammates, the who. And working habits, the how. Since part one focuses on the essentials, it is unlikely to ever change and needs approval from leadership before sharing it with staff. Part one is the section that most distinguishes a culture guide from an employee handbook. If it's written well, it should also highlight what distinguishes your organization from its competitors. History and mission. Naturally enough, start at the very beginning with your organization's history. Tell the story of when the organization was founded, including a few early milestones and anecdotes, and what its mission is. Also, be sure to share some early struggles or challenges. For example, this section of Bernie Bortles' Culture Guide relates the story of how our founder, Alex Tolbert, was inspired to start Bernie Portal by a conversation he had with a friend in grad school in 2006. As a result of that conversation, Alex decided to combine his passion for healthcare reform and entrepreneurship into a business. Recognizing the potential of health savings accounts, or HSAs, to revolutionize health insurance, Alex got his insurance license and started making cold calls. Soon, his brother Brian quit his job to join Alex in Nashville, sleeping on and working from the couch in Alex's one-bedroom apartment. Slowly but surely, they built Bernie Portal together and developed its mission and what it is today. To be the world's most trusted advisor when it comes to helping people plan for their healthcare. It's tempting here to be too thorough, 
getting bogged down in the details for the sake of historical accuracy. But remember, the purpose of this section is to establish a sense of organizational identity for the sake of organizational culture. Tell the most inspiring and relevant parts of the story that employees will remember and can connect to the organization's vision and core principles. The best way to approach writing this section is to answer these questions. What inspired the start of your organization? What problems was the organization trying to solve? What did the first year look like? And how did the organization get to where it is today? Then take the answers and shape them into a connected and coherent origin story. If you're interested in learning more about how to tell your organization's story, I highly recommend Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. For more on how to write a mission statement, check a recent episode of HR Party of One, where I cover the topic in more depth. I'll link to it in the description. Vision. Once you've established where the organization has been and what its mission is, now turn your attention to where the organization wants to go. Like a person, an organization's identity is formed not only by your past, but also by your hopes for the future. Using Hall's framework from Stories That Stick, if you think of your organization's history as the founder story, then you can think of your vision as the purpose story, which motivates your workforce and helps them align with your purpose. For example, our culture guide refers to our vision as world domination, which is a tongue-in-cheek way of saying we want our brand to be ubiquitous. We want everyone to know about Bernie Portal and to know that its team members give the best healthcare advice. Unlike a mission statement, the vision should be more than a single sentence. It should present a high-level view of where the organization wants to be in the next 10 to 20 years. It's okay to go long here with lofty and ambitious goals, giving your team something to strive for year after year. More specifically, be sure to include long-term goals, future visions by year or decade, and visions particular to each brand, if relevant. Core principles. If your vision statement addresses your where, then the next section digs into your why. Your core principles are the values that guide and motivate your team's actions to be successful every day. These core principles can include your aim to help your clients and customers, your commitment to teamwork and mutual respect, and your responsibility towards your stakeholders and your community. For example, Bernie Portal's own culture guide lists respecting our people, referring to our employees as one of our core principles. We recognize that our team is strongest if we operate in an environment of mutual respect. To write this section, brainstorm the values and attitudes you've noticed in your organization that makes it successful. Then consolidate those into three to five points that you can list in actionable verb phrases. Ideal teammate. Next, consider who you want to join you in this meaningful work. Describe the ideal teammate, outlining what you expect from employees in light of your vision and core principles. For example, you might say that an ideal employee should be passionate about the organization's vision and empowered to help keep their team aligned with their lofty goal. This section can be especially useful for both onboarding and retention. It not only sets expectations on day one, but it can also communicate to the new hire a sense of belonging. They were chosen because the hiring manager already saw in them the potential to be an ideal teammate. Current employees may also be similarly inspired by this descriptive portrait. Also, 
Use this as a model when employees refer people they know to the organization. A good way to approach writing this would be to think about the high performers at your organization and what they have in common. Although some of the details may differ by role, it's likely you'll recognize enough common characteristics to get you started. The more specific you can get, the better the expectations you can set. Working habits. This section should focus on how teammates should work, including your organization's work style. For example, Bernie Portal's work style is defined by being proactive, not reactive. Consider how employees should prioritize their time, when and how often they should check email, and what to do when they complete tasks ahead of time. How to conduct sales efforts. For example, Bernie Portal embraces cold calling because it sets clear expectations for the salesperson and the potential client. This section is an excellent place to detail your sales philosophy and process. How to share feedback with one another. For example, Bernie Portal aims for clarity, consistency, quality, and sincerity in the way team members give performance feedback. We practice these habits in weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings between managers and direct reports. We covered how to implement one-on-one -on -one meetings in an earlier episode of HR Party of One. I'll link to it in the description. How to solve problems. For example, Bernie Portal views problem solving as an essential approach to include in part one. Using these steps, discover, define, memorialize, fix it once, and fix it twice. Up next, how to conduct meetings. For example, Bernie Portal believes the right way to conduct meetings is critical to our success, following these guidelines. Set expectations before the meeting with an agenda. Make introductions if necessary. Follow the other's lead. Ensure you meet the agenda's goals and follow up when needed. And document the meeting in a summary and distribute copies in a timely manner. And finally, how to write emails. For example, Bernie Portal knows how influential emails are to daily work. Listing do's like getting to the point and ending with a question if you need a response and don'ts, such as forwarding and ghosting. The important thing in this section on work habits is not to leave new hires to figure it out for themselves. There are likely even a few veteran employees who are still figuring this out. Clearly write down what you expect, keeping in mind that mutual respect for one another and focus on the vision should guide everything, including and especially how you communicate. Writing these best practices down in your culture guide can give everyone the tools they need to succeed in your organization. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and start drafting your part one today. Next week, I'll cover parts two and three and give you some practical advice on what to do next with your new culture guide. In the meantime, download your comprehensive and practical HR guide to culture guides. I'll link to it in the description. As always, remember, your role is as strategic as you make it.